Hi, this is Rosie, and welcome back to another episode of What Does Your Family Look Like? Last episode, we ended with me asking Marcy how she lived with knowing the child could be taken away from her. It would loom heavily for most of us. What I've learned from this season is that the intention of fostering is to reunite the children with their parents. That sounds wonderful on one hand and heartbreaking on the other. Let's listen and see how she dealt with it. If the biological parent wants the child back, Mm -hmm. is that in the back of your mind while you're fostering? Every single moment of every day. Tell me about that. So let me preface this by saying, when you go into, when you make the decision to become a foster parent, Mm -hmm. You are making the decision that you understand that you may, you are making the decision that as an adult, you understand you may need to go through that pain of Mm -hmm. having a child removed, Mm -hmm. but you signed up for that. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that's what you signed up Mm -hmm. for. Fostering in the true sense of fostering means that you are opening your home to a child or children in need until they can be returned to their biological family, right? Right. It is fostering. You're not going to an adoption agency to right. outright adopt. Right. So you have to remember and understand you you are taking that on. You are knowingly taking on the fact that the child, the goal of the plan is to reunify. Mm-hmm. So let me go back to the way that it is supposed to work, Rosie. Um. So back when my, I mentioned my grandmother was a foster parent for 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. Back when I was younger and I was watching her process, it was you either foster, you you are either licensed to foster or licensed to adopt, right? They were two separate paths. Fast forward to today, when I went through my process, I was actually licensed for both. Okay. Right? So in my process, it is you are licensed to foster and adopt so that if a child that is placed with you moves to the adoption plan, mm-hmm. you don't have to relicense for that. Oh, you are already licensed oh. to do both. Oh, okay, good. so that's that's one of the changes they've made since you know my grandmother was a foster parent. Right. With that said, because you're going through a foster care agency and not a straight adoptive agency, you understand that the goal is nine point nine times out of ten to reunify. You do not get a placement where they say to you, we're placing this child with you today, but be prepared to adopt because they don't know that. That's not even a conversation they're willing to have with you initially. Okay. The goal and the plan is always to reunify. Okay. Now, after that process takes place and whatever that looks like, however long that takes, once the plan is changed, That is when you start talking about what adoption will look like. Are you willing to adopt? Are you willing to take this child? You've had this child for X amount of months or X amount of years. Are you now willing? We've changed the plan. Are you willing to adopt the child? So how did that work for you? Oh, mercy. My my story is so unique in that it took seven years for my child to be adopted. That is so unheard of. It is so unheard of. That is not typical. Um, In my particular agency, I don't think that's ever happened. I mean, we were like an anomaly. Um, What 
typically happens is the child is placed, a plan is put into place, the plan is to reunify. The parents are given, um, for lack of better term, a list of things that they are required to do. If you want your child back, if you want your child to be reunited with you, we need you to do X, Y, and Z. Every six months, you go to court and it's like a check-in. You go to court, you check in, um, the parents should be there. The judge is kind of hearing the um, department, whatever agency you're with, is hearing the department's case, how the case is going, what progress has been made on either side, what Mm -hmm. that looks like. The judge will then every six months say, okay, the plan is to, the plan will remain reunification. Typically 12 to 18 months out, they start looking at, okay, the plan has been to reunify for a year and a half now. We don't see that any changes are really being made on the parent's part or whomever. It could be a biological aunt or Mm -hmm. whatever the case. Mm -hmm. We don't really see that. And and this entire time, Rosie, you know, the state is working, the the agency is working um, on behalf of the child, trying to work with the children, trying to, things are happening. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to your six-month check-in, it is present to the judge what has been going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. If it appears at about the 18 month mark that there's no movement or you don't see any change happening, that's when they start the conversation about what we want this plan to then look like. Do we want it to remain reunification? Do we want to then start looking at adoption, um, but not jump all the way into adoption? And then they will say the plan is to reunify, but to run concurrently with adoption, which means there's a worker still working with the biological parents to try to get them to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. But then there's also a worker assigned to the foster parent, an adoptive worker now assigned to the foster parent to start that plan. So the two plans are running concurrently Mm -hmm. because if this plan to reunify does not work, we've already started the plan to adopt and we're already underway with that. Sounds like an emotional roller coaster. It is. It so is. Um, because you can intellectually know mm-hmm. that I'm doing this with the intent of them reunifying. Yes. But my heart yes. says something else. Yes. And I'm telling you, you can talk to a handful of foster families who will tell you um, it, it is heartbreaking. Because on one hand, you know, the, again, the true essence of wanting to foster, you really want to see the families put back together. Mm-hmm. You really do. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us do not go into it with the intention of, I want to take your child from you because you're not doing a good job. Right. And I will tell you, if I'm being very transparent, you know, again, being exposed to it as a young child and it being very different, my thought And most of us who do not know about fostering and what that looks like in children who are removed for various reasons, I think we think that it's because the the parents are unworthy Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, right? That's just what we think about it because we're not privy to everything. Mm -hmm. And so we have have a bias about it. Mm -hmm. It's not always fair, though. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that. And in my process, I had to learn that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always that the parents are just unworthy. It is that they have things going on in life. A lot of them, they make their choices, right? Mm-hmm. As we all do. 
But it's not just a knee jerk reaction of your child was placed with me and you're unworthy. And so I'm going to take your child away. When I tell you I had to change my thought process about that, because it's not, you know, they are they are that child's biological parents for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And yes, it, it might be identified at some point in time that you are not the right person or people to care for this child, but it shouldn't be an automatic you know, prejudice against them. Right. right. And so if you're doing it for the right reasons, you understand that the plan is to reunify mm -hmm. and you are in support of that. And so your heart breaks when your child is taken away from you only because the child has been with you. Right. right? You've loved this child the way that you've loved your biological children right. and it hurts, but you're also happy. And the two, those two emotions can live together, right? right? Yeah. You're also happy that this child is being able to be reunified with his or her parents right. and, and the happiness and the support that goes with that. It's those two emotions running simultaneously. Right. Wow. Yes. I really appreciate Marcy being so transparent with her feelings and explaining the process so eloquently. It takes a certain special person to sign up for this, really. The emotional ups and downs could make you crazy. This has opened my eyes. I thank all who take on the role of fostering, helping children in need. Most of us have the ability to save the world one person at a time. Marcy exemplifies this. She is a true hero. Please like and subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at WDYFLL, the podcast.